we would like to welcome you to our weekly broadcast of Harvest Worship Center's Sunday morning celebration service. We hope and pray that you will receive something from the Lord today. And we ask you to stay tuned at the end of the message for more information concerning our church. Again, thank you for joining us today. Amen. Look at somebody beside you and say, don't I look good? You need to improve. No, I'm just kidding. All right. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Kings, the 6th chapter. I'm going to share a few verses of Scripture with you this, this morning that I feel like uh, are important as we move into our series we've been preaching called Unseen. Um, and you say, well, I missed all the others. No, every, all of these kind of stand on their own, but they're all part of this series of unseen unseen things in our lives. And today I want to talk to you about unseen power. You and I have unseen power. And I believe that one of the things that the church is suffering from today worldwide is that we don't tap into, we don't access the power and the authority that God has given us on this earth. God has given us some power. He has given us strength. He has given us some things that we can access today. And I just want to... I want God to lead and direct this as we go into this, simply because we're living in a tough time. We're living in a rough world right now. And I'm going to tell you, it's always been rough, but it seems like the last couple of years, it's intensified. Um, And it's not just been the pandemic that has brought this intensity about. It is uh, just upheaval and unrest. People just aren't at peace today. They're just struggling today. I, I, I run into people all the time, and they're struggling in their spirits. They're struggling to, to make it through their week, their day, and they're, they're, they genuinely need uh, a touch from God. And today I want to talk to you just over the next few moments about unseen power. I want you to look at somebody beside you because I'm the type of preacher. You've got to help me out or you'll never get to lunch. So you've got to look to somebody beside you and say, there's unseen power. There's unseen power. All right. 2 Kings, the 6th chapter, verses 8 through 17. Once, uh, once when the king of Syria was warring against Israel, he took counsel with his servants, saying, At such and such a place shall be, a, be my camp. But the man of God sent word to, to the king of Israel, Beware that you do not pass, pass this place, for the Syrians are going down there. And the king of Israel sent to that place about which the man of God had told him. Thus he used to warn him, so that he saved himself and uh, there more than and once or twice and the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled because of the of these things or this thing and he called his servant and said to him will you not go, show me who who of us it is who is for the king of Israel and one of the of his servants said none my lord o king but but elisha elisha has the prophet who is who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. And he said, go and see where he is, that I may send and seize him. It, it was told him, behold, he is in Dothan. So he sent there uh, horses and chariots and a great army that they came by night and surrounded the city. Now I'm going to kind of explain this because I know I jumped in the middle of a story. But, but Israel was at war. They were at war with Syria and the king of Syria had 
decided to make his camp, move his troops to a certain location. And God warned uh, his prophet and said, you know, tell the king of Israel, don't go to this particular place because this is where the enemy is waiting for you. And so he did. Well, this upset the king of Syria because he thought he had spies in his camp. He says, who is it among us that is spying for the king of Israel? And one of his servants spoke up and said, no, it's no, no spy. It's the prophet of the Lord is warning him, and he's telling him what your location is. So he even knows what's going, what you're speaking in the private, privacy of your own bedroom. He knows what's going on, and God is telling the prophet, and the prophet's telling the king, and that's why you're getting in trouble. And so we pick up the story because the king decided of Syria, I'm going to destroy this man of God. Now, I want to tell you something. Everybody in this room, whether you like it or not, when you begin to serve the Lord, you got a target on you. Hell does not want you to serve Jesus. The, the, the devil does not want you to turn your life towards Christ. And when you begin to turn your life over to the Lord, I'm going to tell you what begins to happen. The enemy begins to attack. And he doesn't attack always in one way. He attacks in a lot of ways. And so, the, but, but the good news today is God knows what he's up to. God knows what he's up to. And so the, this, was, this attack was coming, and, and the Lord kept warning through the prophet, uh, the king of, of, of Israel, don't go there, Syria's waiting for you. So the, so the king of Syria said, I'm going to lay a trap for this prophet, and he's going to get caught. Let's pick up verse 15. And when the servant of the, of the man of God rose up early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was around the city. And the servant said, alas, my master, what? What shall we do? Now, you got to understand, the Bible doesn't say he was scared or he was afraid here, but you would have been scared too if you got up the next morning and you went outside to kind of stretch and you're looking at the sunrise and you see a big army all around you and that army is not there to greet you. That army is there to destroy you. And so he went back in and he said, hey, there, what are we going to do? And verse 16 says, and he said, uh, the, this is speaking of the prophet, do not be afraid for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened his, uh, the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. This means he, it was full of the armies of God, okay? So he saw the unseen. All of a sudden he's saying, I see the enemy around us. I see the Syrians around us, and that's all I see. This is what the young man, the, the servant of Elisha said. But Elisha said, no, God, open his eyes and let him see there are more with us than there are with the enemy. I want you to understand something this morning. There's more of God for you than there are those against you. You need to trust that God is in control. And so he opened his eyes and he beheld the chariots. Now, now I want you to understand what chariots meant. During ancient wars, they did not have modern, uh, uh, modern uh, armory and, and tanks and things of that nature. But in ancient times, a chariot was a lethal battle weapon. It was something, if you had a lot of chariots, you had a mighty army because those chariots would ride through and, and mow down uh, the infantry and make, make 
breaches in the, the line so that the infantry that was behind them could attack in advance. And so if you had a lot of chariots, it would be like having a lot of tanks. I want you to understand that so when he went out there, he saw an army armed to the T. He saw an army that was capable of destroying them several times over. But I'm here to tell you God had another plan. He wanted him to see that which was unseen. We need to understand God has unseen power at our, for us to access today. There's unseen power. Ephesians chapter 6 is verses 11 through 12 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Let me say that again. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. In other words, Paul is revealing to us in Ephesians that we're fighting an unseen enemy. We're fighting an enemy that is well organized. He's got a plan of attack and he is moving forward. But I want you to understand God wants to open your eyes this morning that you and I have unseen power. You and I have unseen resources at our disposal if we'll just access them. There is a fight going on in this, in this sanctuary even as I'm speaking to you. There's a fight for your attention. There's a fight for your mind, your attitude, and even for your soul. There is a fight going on. Some of you, you fought that fight when you woke up this morning. As a matter of fact, who would agree with me that, the, that you, can be, you, you can have restless nights all week long, but seems like on Sunday morning you're getting the best rest of the week. All right? Then the alarm goes off and says, go to church. All right. So again, um, it, it's all about us realizing that there's a fight going on. Some of us fought attitudes uh, about, well, you know what? I'll just stay home and I'll do this. I, you know, I can watch it online sometime this week, or I can do this, and I'll just fill in the blanks where, where I need to. I want you to understand there's things that are trying to to take your mind out of this service. Worry, doubt, fear, all those things will attack your faith in this room. You're fighting an unseen enemy, but I want you to understand. There is an unseen army of God uh, that is ready to fight on your behalf. They are the unseen powers of God's goodness, the unseen powers of his mercy, the unseen things that God wants to do. In other words, uh, it, there are, there's unseen powers of good and evil that fight for control of your life. We hear both sides calling to us. The voice you listen to is the one that will win the fight. This is the reason in Romans 12 verse 2, Paul tells us, us to be transformed by what? The renewing of our minds. We got to think different. We have to think and approach differently the things that are facing us and attacking us today. In other words, you're going to help me again, look at somebody beside you and say, you got to get rid of your stinking thinking. You got to get rid of those things and those attitudes that hold you back from seeing the faith and the power and the glory of God working in your life. Because I'm here to tell you, the angels of the Lord are all around us this morning. The Holy Spirit is in the house. God himself is here because the Bible declares where two or three are gathered in his name he is in the midst and I'm telling you we have access to that God this morning and he has power to give us. Amen.
Amen. So again, uh, there, there, there are those things working to take our mind. We need a change in our mind. We need to begin to change our mind about a few things. We need to change our mind about the way we think about God, the way we think about God's Son, Jesus, the way we think about the Holy Spirit, the way we think about the Word of God. This Word is powerful, and we need to learn it. We need to know it. And then you say, it's so hard. It's so difficult. Come see me. I want to help you in your journey. Because to know the Word of God is to have a weapon at your disposal. When you know this word, the enemy fears you because you have a sword in your hand that is more powerful than anything he can throw at you. Change the way we think about prayer. we got to change our mind and the way we think about prayer. Too many people look at prayer as their, their Christian duty. Well, I will mark it off my list. I'll pray today, and, and I'll just get through the motions. In other words, we pray, and we pray generic prayers. We pray cookie-cutter prayers. Anybody ever done that? A few years ago, the Lord really convicted me over that. said, Phil, all you, you, you pray the same prayer every morning over your kids and over your wife and over your family, and that prayer would go a little bit like this. Lord, bless us today. And the Lord said, I've already blessed you. You woke up this morning. Lord, be with me today. I said I'd never leave you or forsake you, Phil. Lord, watch over me. My eyes go to and fro. My eyes are all over the place. I see you all the time. That's what my word says. Lord, will you just go with me? I'm with you every step of the way. We need to understand that prayer is is our access point. It is our key to unlocking the power of God in our life. When I pray, God hears me. When I pray, God responds to me. When I pray, God is already moving. Some of you say, God hadn't answered my prayer. I want you to understand something. We have to look at the word as an example of that. And in the book of Daniel, Daniel had a great need from the Lord. And Daniel began to pray. He said, God, I need you to do something about this. And the Bible says 21 days passed and there was no answer that he could see to his prayer. And then an angel showed up, and he said, Hey, I was sent the day you prayed, but the enemy tried to stop me, and it took the armies of heaven to free me up to bring the answer. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you, you're in a fight. You're in a fight today, and if you don't think you're in a fight, you better wake up because you're in a fight. The enemy is, I'm telling you, the Bible says that there was war in heaven. Lucifer, or the devil and his angels, warred against the, the uh, God Almighty, tried to come and take the throne of God, but the Bible says Michael and his angels cast him out of heaven through the power of God, and he, be, he fell to this earth. And I'm here to tell you, he didn't come to this earth just to relax and take it easy. He came here to continue that war so that he might steal away every human soul from God. I'm here to tell you, God came. He brought his son to end that war once and for all. And through the power of the cross, you and I are freed from the sin and death. And we have victory in Jesus this morning through the power of the cross. Amen. Amen. The unseen powers, we need, we need to access them through prayer. We need to change the way we walk with Christ. There are too many people, they grow up in a religious walk and not a relationship. God did not call you to be chained to religion. What is religion? That I check off the boxes. I prayed today. I read my Bible today. Even though I don't understand it, I still read it. I, I did a devotion today. I did something good today. You know, uh, I, I prayed for all my meals today. 
say, I, I got all that, and I went to church. Check, 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 check. I'm good. Oh, that's a miserable existence. God said, no, I didn't create you to check off the list. I created you to walk with me in a relationship, to know that I know you and you can know me and that you and I can be together every single day. Do you realize God has been speaking to you every single day? Sometimes we're just too busy to notice it. He speaks to us through many methods. I, I, I won't go too deep into that, but he speaks to us through a lot of things. we got to change the way we think about church. Church is not what we have created it to be. Church was not meant to be an organization. It was meant to be an organism. That's why the Bible calls it the body of Christ. It is a living, breathing entity. Church is not a location. Church is not a name on a sign. Church is not a logo on a t-shirt, even though I'm wearing one today. Do you know what church is? Church is people who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus and set free from their sins. That is church. So guess where church takes place? Yes, it takes place on Sunday mornings in different locations, but it also takes place in your house. It also takes place in, 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 in your living room. It takes place in your job place. It takes place in your break room. It takes place when you're riding down the road and it's just you and Jesus. And I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but you've been riding riding down the road, you're all by yourself, you feel like you're all alone, you got some worship music going and all of a sudden you don't feel alone anymore because the presence of God shows up. That's called a relationship with him and I'm here to tell you today, God wants you to walk in that relationship with him. Amen. The unseen power carries either blessing or cursing. So we must do everything possible to guard against the evil and the cursing that comes. That, 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 in other words, we, we have to have those good, positive influences in our life. The unseen powers in, the church, in a church service. Let me talk about that for a moment. There is pow the power of God is here today. We cannot see God, but we can see and feel the evidence of his power in this room. We, he, he blesses us with goodness of victory in a fight that we will never sometimes see. In other words, I don't always see the enemy uh, coming against me like Elijah's, Elisha's servant did. But you know what? I can tell you that the enemy is here. The enemy is working. But I can also tell you that God is in the room and he is greater. Look, I'm going to do a little theology with you this morning. There is, there is a corrupt theology that would teach that Satan is as strong as far as evil goes as God is in good. That is a lie. The enemy, he was created. He is an, an, a fallen angel. And our God is far greater than he will ever be. Get that out of your head that Satan is this mighty creature that can destroy all things because he cannot. He can only do so much and God's going to put a stop to it. Our God one day is going to return and put a stop to all this sickness, all this pain, all this misery. Where is my hope? My hope. Hope is in the cross of Jesus and the return of my Jesus one day. Amen. Amen. The unseen power of someone has prayed for you today. You're not sitting here by chance. Somebody prayed for you. If you are saved today and you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, you got that way because somebody somewhere in your, in your past or present was praying for you. It might have been a grandma. It might have been an aunt. It might have been an uncle. It might have been a mama or a daddy. But somewhere, somebody or a close friend, somebody prayed for you. I am here today as the result of 
of a mama and daddy's prayers. I would not be standing here as your pastor if it wasn't for my mama and daddy's prayers. I would not be standing here saved by the blood of Jesus if it hadn't have been for somebody praying for me. Somebody's prayed for you. You may not always see it. You may not always know it, but somebody is praying for you. I don't know about you, but that makes me feel good. How many times have you been going through your day and you get a random text from somebody saying, you're in my thoughts and prayers today. What does that do to elevate you through your day? I'm telling you, it does a lot for me. It elevates me. It makes me feel I'm not alone. It overwhelms me. Why? Because I realize that I am not fighting alone, but God placed a family right here with us. Amen. Not just in this room, but every blood-bought believer, amen, is the family of God. The family of God. And because of that, you and I have strength and connection. 2 Kings 20 verse 5 says, Turn back and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your fathers, I have heard your prayers and, I'm gonna, and I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you. On the third day you shall go up to the house of the Lord. What is this? This is God referring in 2 Kings to, to Hezekiah who was, was sick and he was seeking a, a touch from God. God and God says to him, I've heard you. I've heard you. There's a lot of times we pray and we wonder whether God hears us or not. He hears us. He hears your prayers and he responds to your prayers. And I'm here to tell you he's going to bring healing. He's going to bring healing to the mind, healing to the body, and more importantly, healing to the spirit. Healing to the Spirit. 2 Kings 6, 17, And Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, open the eyes of, uh, that he may see. So that the Lord uh, opened, opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Praying at, prayer accesses the unseen power of God in our lives. We know about the unseen power. We, 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 we know God is there, but this gives us access to really know about it. The question is, do we... Uh, uh, use this power to our benefit. Do we access the power of God the way we should? People who have seen the unseen. Let's talk about that for just a moment. In the Bible, there are several people who their eyes were opened to see the unseen. One was the servant of the prophet that we just read. But there were others in the Bible. Mary saw Gabriel and he told her that she was highly favored among women and she would give birth to the Messiah, Jesus. Shepherds were in the field and, were, and angels appeared and announced the birth of Christ. Paul was on the road to Damascus and, was, and saw Jesus. Stephen, when he was being stoned to death, saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. John, on the island of Patmos, John was exiled and imprisoned for his faith in Jesus. But the Bible says in Revelations, he had a vision of the rapture of the church. He saw the great tribulation. He saw the second uh, return of Christ. He also saw the streets of gold, walls of jasper, gates of pearl, the new Jerusalem. He saw angels. He saw seraphim. He saw Jesus in the glorified form. John saw the unseen. I have never seen an angel, and I have never seen the third heaven. I have never seen Jesus sitting at the right hand of, of, of God. I've never witnessed a vision of of, his, of, of Jesus in person. I've never seen that. But I do know that He is real. I know that the Holy Spirit is real. I know that heaven is real. And I know that God is real. I know that Psalms 103 verses 1 through 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His benefits. What are His benefits? I have access to the unseen power of God. The unseen power of God. 
Blessed be our God for the unseen things, the unseen power and resources that he sends to us. You realize that today, some of those unseen power, the unseen resources, as I've said, are the unseen armies of angels, the unseen resources of angels. God says they are, they're ministering spirits. Psalms 91.11 says, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. How many of you have believed in your life? Now, this is going to Take a little faith. This is audience participation time in the sermon. How many of you believe that you have a guardian angel? How many of you believe you had a, an angel assigned to you, a, a specific angel? I'm going to dispel that today. You don't have an angel. you got angels. Wow. So when I pray the name of Jesus and I call on the name of Jesus, I want you to understand something. All of heaven's armies stand by me. All of heaven comes. All of the glory of God comes. And he says, you know what? I am standing with you, Phil. Guess what? When you say that, oh my goodness, help me preach this morning, Lord. When you say the name of Jesus, you're not just calling on a fictional character. You are calling on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Lily of the Valley, the Bright and Morning Star. He's wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. He's the alpha, the omega. That means he's the A to Z. He is everything in between. When you say the name of Jesus, you say a mouthful because you are accessing heaven. You're accessing the, the power of God. He is the captain of the host. They are, uh, they are servants of the Lord. Daniel, in, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 22, my God sent his angels and shut the lion's mouth and they, they have, that they might have not harmed me because I have found, I've been found blameless before him and also before you, O king, I have done uh, no harm. Now, this is the story of Daniel and the lion's den. Anybody remember that from VBS, Bible school and, and Sunday school, children's church? The, you know, Daniel, uh, I, I told him in the early service, Veggie Tales ruined that for me because every time I, I, I talk about Daniel, I, I get that song in my head. You know, oh no, what are we going to do? The king likes Daniel more than me and you. Oh no, what are we going to do? We better get him out of here. Y'all need to watch some Veggie Tales. It'll bless you. It'll bless you. <laughs> What are you saying? Daniel was a, was a real man. He was a real prophet of the Lord. He was, pro, he was a prophet during exile. He was cast into the, in, into the lion's den because there was a plot against him because he had gained favor with the king. And he was placed in that lion's den to be devoured and tore apart by lions. But the Lord sent an angel. Oh, my goodness. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? The Bible says that he is no respecter of persons. How many times has he sent an angel? How many times has he destroyed? dispatched angels on our behalf that we'll never know about till we get to heaven. And he talks to us about that. But he said, the Lord sent an angel and he shut the mouth of the lions because I haven't harmed you. I haven't harmed anybody, O king. And so again, understanding that you and I, you and I have access to angels. Oh my goodness, access to angels. Now, Matthew 3.11 says this, uh, and, and again, understanding we're talking about the Holy Spirit in this particular chapter. Um, 
get back to my notes. Here we go. Um, again, the, we have access to the Holy Spirit. You and I have access to the power of the Holy Spirit in this place today. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying you and I have the ability to see the presence of the Spirit in this room doing what only He can do. In other words, Matthew uh, 3.11 says, I baptize you, these are the words of Jesus, or, or the words of John the Baptist, I baptized you with water for repentance, but there's one coming after me that is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. In other in other words, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit in fire. John the Baptist said, hey, I put you under the water, but there is one coming after me that is going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit in fire. Why fire? Now, I'm going to tell you why fire, because fire is the ultimate form of power. You said, no, nuclear power is the ultimate form of power. Well, what do you think it produces? Fire fire. And I want you to understand the Bible says what about God and his nature? For he is an all-consuming fire. Why does it talk about him as fire? Because we, God wants us to understand we have the ultimate source of power available to us through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is stronger than any demon in hell. He's stronger than any sickness this world can provide. He's stronger than any financial difficulty or relationship issue you may have this morning. The Holy Spirit can move in behalf of us when we access his power. And we have access to him because Jesus said he was going to send him. The presence of Christ himself moves through the working of the Holy Spirit. In other words, we can't see Jesus, but Jesus is here. We can't see, his, you know, I can't touch his hands and his, as far as physically, but Jesus is here. In other words, you haven't ever seen his physical hand, but how many of you ever been touched by him? I mean, if you've ever been overwhelmed by a feeling you can't explain, that's the hand of Jesus in your life. The presence of Christ will continue to move throughout our lives every day, and we access it through the gift of the Holy Spirit. In other words, Matthew 6, says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. The lilies and the sparrows are cared for by the Lord. The Bible declares that. God loves us. He loves you. He loves me. Uh, and guess what? He loves us more than the sparrows and the lilies. In other words, don't worry. you got to learn to trust Him. He's here. The Spirit of God is here. The Holy Spirit is here. His angels are here. And God wants to help you. Some of us are leading some help this morning. And we're trying to do it by ourselves. God is here to help you. In other words, the psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Don't forget His benefits. Blessed be our God. He is the unseen power in our lives. Quit praying cookie-cutter prayers. Like I said, quit praying, Lord, bless me when, when, when He woke you up this morning. Help me when He's a very present help in time of trouble. Quit praying, be with me, Lord, when He said, I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you. Quit praying that He'll watch over you when you could never get out of His sight if you wanted to. Because the psalmist says, if I ascended to the heavens, you are there. If I descended to hell, you are there. Wherever I go, you are there. I want you to know this morning, God's got your back. He is around you uh, all the time, every day. He is on, he's on the job 24-7. He never sleeps. He never grows weary. He's never been caught off guard. God help me this morning. He's never been surprised by the things I've been surprised by. He has always been there on the watch, on the guard, and he's saying, Phil, if you'll access my kingdom, I'll send the help. I'll send the help. 
but you've got to access my kingdom. If we're going to move forward, church, we must access his power today. Power for healing, power for hope, power for faith, power for strength, and power to see the armies of hell in retreat. In retreat. I believe that hell has gone unchallenged for too long because the church has walked beneath its authority in Christ. We haven't walked in the authority that he gave us. He gave you power, okay? I might get in trouble for saying this, but um, I served as chaplain for the police department, and they gave me a police car to go to chaplain's training. I was in a cop car. I figured that was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be in a cop car driving six-hour trip. Oh, yeah. Was it six hours, baby? What are you saying? <laughs> You've been given the keys to the kingdom. We have authority. I refuse to sit by and let hell steal things from me. <laughs> I refuse to sit by and let the enemy steal things from us when we can access the kingdom of heaven this morning. You got power. You got power you don't even know about. Oh, my goodness. For the very one that spoke the worlds into existence is in this room today, and he's saying, you're worried about what I can and cannot do because there's nothing I cannot do. I can do anything. I believe that we must rediscover the power of prayer and the importance of it in order to see the manifestations of God's presence like never before. I have served the Lord since I was eight years old. I've been preaching the gospel since I was 19 years old. And I'm going to tell you, I am over the last month rediscovering the power of prayer God's taken me into a whole new avenue of that. I've always prayed, but you know what? That's the glorious thing about a relationship. I want y'all to look at your pastor's wife and say, she's so blessed. Yes, she is. 25 years with this guy this December. After years of begging her to, to marry me, she did. We've been together quite a while. But the key to a, a successful marriage is you're constantly rediscovering each other. Yes, you are. You're constantly working at knowing each other and growing with each other. You're walking through high ground and you're walking through low ground. But the joy of walking with Jesus is no different <laughs> because I'm discovering more and more and more about Jesus. My baby girl will be 18 this year. Senior pictures came out. Mama cried. I just got mad. (laughs) 
But I remember when she was born. Because I thought I had this love of God stuff figured out. I had it all nice and packaged. And then I held my daughter in the delivery room and I realized, wow, for God so loved the world. I love everyone in this room, but I ain't nailing her to a cross for you. But God did. And my son was born a few years later. And I thought, yeah, I, I discovered that when Paige was born. And God took me to a whole other level of understanding how great his love is. What are you saying? It's an endless journey to discover the joy and the love of this unseen power that we have. Quit living beneath it, church. Step up. Oh my goodness, step up. Don't let the enemy bully you anymore into thinking he's greater than God. Don't let him bully you anymore into thinking that the most you can get out of this life is to exist and get through it and then it'll be better one day. But I got news for you. There are blessings to be accessed today. Blessings. There's mercy that you can have access to today. There is joy you can have access to today. You say, there's so much going wrong right now, Pastor. It's hard for me to have joy. You see, joy, you've heard me say it so much, but you've got to keep hearing it. Joy is not giddy happiness. Joy is knowing that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Joy is knowing that He is the glory and the lifter of my head. Joy is understanding that when I pray, all of heaven is there to help me. And that I am not alone. Will you stand?